Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. We've got a proper game this week, first one this season. Yeah. Blackpool Carabao Cup. And uh, it's good news. Well, it is and it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell of a struggle. Just sort of shoot that out there. <laughs> there is positives, obviously, but there's a lot of negatives as well. I mean, we went, it was nil-nil. We got completely outplayed by Blackpool to an extent. Second half was an improvement, but first half it was all Blackpool, to be honest. Yeah, Creating more chances. Game, it? Got a good result, really, on penalties. 5-4 on the penalty shootout. Sudden death penalty. Decided. What can we say? Let's go into it. Well, I mean, I think it's made a lot of fans quite negative from what they saw in the game but there's a lot going a bit too far this is a proper game so we, we have to go from what it is and the fact is it was it was a poor display we looked leggy looked a bit out of sorts mm. and to be honest I'm, I, I'm not worried but I am at the same time it's it's, it's bit... possibly the wrong time to, to sort of have a cup game when you're still in the middle of pre-season in a I, way. It's strange because it's a bit weird how they've decided to put it together. They've decided to put this in and the between everybody's preparations for the new season. Yeah. And I know they need to get matches out of the way because I think this is the new system now where it's still starting pre-season, the League Cup. For the, yeah, for the but I suppose team. you've got to think that if on a normal pre-season, Stoke would have probably played between eight and ten games. Between behind closed doors. Well, it's normally two, actual, isn't it? Because it's first first round. But you normally we normally go away. You might play four or five games away. I'm just saying because there obviously is such a tight window for around the pre-season, and then the season starts again because of COVID. I, I just think it's one of those things. Oh, it's a competitive game. If you look at the side that's gone out, which we'll go through, it's probably not as best side anyway that he's put out. Well, no, I mean a lot of the new signings have got to get sharp. Eh? You know, Uber McCall's definitely not sharp. Yeah. Uh, you know, he did well in the friendly. Probably might discuss a little bit of that as well. I thought the display improved in the second half with the addition of Stephen Fletcher. Put a great ball through for, I think it was Klukas, I'm not too sure. Yeah, it brings people into play. And Afobi did quite well, outstrengthening the defender for the first time I've seen him do it. And put it across and James McLean just completely wasted it. Just needs game time on Tifobi, that's the thing. I think it's just a matter of getting confidence in the Stoke shape because when he's gone out on loan or when he's played for another club, it's it's like instantly clicked. Like Bristol City, he was on fire straight away. Yeah. And the problem is with Stoke, it just hasn't been. He had a good stint at the start of his Stoke career with uh, Gary Rowett, but that took a while to get going. And then he never really got going underneath and Jones. He gave him another chance in his first full season which obviously was a nightmare we, we couldn't buy a win yeah. and it, I think there's a lot more than just Benny Kofobi that were out playing really I think it was a bit harsh to loan him out but it was good for him to an extent he scored gold and then of course got that serious injury uh, and obviously sadly his, his child passed away so he, he hasn't had a good year last year no. and I hope for him and for us really for, for the amount we've paid that we can get some form out of Benny Kofobi but I think it's going to be, like people have said, it's got to be that connection with Stephen Fletcher. Because yeah. I think he did well, Stephen Fletcher, when he came on. He looked, he looked, to be honest, he looked a man younger than what he is. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the worrying thing with, with Fletcher is, obviously, staying fit. Um, which obviously proved last year at Sheffield Wednesday, that once he got injured, he was out for a while. Yeah. Um, well, you do at that age, when you start getting injuries, they start becoming longer than when you're younger so yeah. like the, the injury he got was probably a month to a bit longer for for that kind of injury but because he's 
in his thirties, it takes a longer time to recover. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the one thing with the starting eleven uh, yesterday was, and I think a lot of fans are going to have to realise this is going to be the norm for some time. As the EFL have obviously said now that it's a twenty-five man squad to be in line with the Premier League. Yeah. So you're going to see teams rotating now. But the um, thing is, as well with that, is that it's difficult for the Championship clubs to be in line with the Premier League because we play more games. Especially yeah. you've got through the cup matches in as well. So he's got to use everybody. Everyone's got to be match sharp now because if you start picking up injuries, they've got to be ready to play. Some players sit on the bench, sit in the stands, come yeah. in in emergencies. If we're going to start picking up more injuries, then players have got to be ready. Well, we'll discuss the transfer markets and what we think is going to happen after we obviously do the player ratings. But going back into the game, the injuries are going to come. Plain and simple, yeah, they are going to come, especially because the thing is, we've got an old team. Yeah. It's a very yes, you can class it as experienced team, but the big problem against Blackpool, especially in the first half, is we were suffering with pace. Yeah. And every time Blackpool had a player that because they're left left winger and right winger were quite nippy. Smith was struggling with the pace. The problem is with our squad at the moment is that we've got no pace in that team. No. And I, I can understand why we've been linked to that Davies from Leeds, because he's young, he's quick, might be able to bring him in against a quicker team, like a Brentford or somebody who's got pace, yeah. just to have a young lad who can maybe keep up with him. The, the, the worry for me was the first half, we were completely out of the game. If it wasn't for mm-hmm. Davies making two or three good saves, I think we we were lucky to be nil-nil at half-time. Yeah, I think, I mean, from what I gather, I mean, I think Blackpool feel quite hard done by um, I think they were by far the better team in the first half yeah it was all um, Blackpool first half yeah I mean they played a really high line and they just piled pressure on us all the time and we just weren't that tactically inept for just to play away from because I mean you see a lot of teams nowadays piling pressure on doubling up on players and stuff like that yeah. so whether you've got that, that mental strength for it to deal with well, it's it's also having the fitness to do it, and I think the problem is at times is that it doesn't matter how old a player is as long as he does his job right. Yeah, it's it's always been the same. Giggs, Keane, even when he was in his mid thirties, was still a fantastic, useful player because yeah. he, he had that nouse and still knew how to do his job, and he just did it. Yeah, fair enough. He, he wasn't the young Keane that was up box to box, moving one side to the other. The difference is looking at Stoke is I've not been impressed with Klukas in this pre-season as well so far. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit worried about that because, to be honest, last season we'd be down if it wasn't for <laughs> Sam Klukas, we have to be brutally honest, and McLean as well. But McLean hasn't TV. And I'm, I'm just wondering, the fact is, because of the age these players are, not so much Klukas because I think he's still in his 20s, but when you've got a player like James McLean who is in his 30s now, his early 30s, it can come overnight. It can happen literally overnight. Yeah. It happened to many players in the past where one minute they were good enough and then two months later they were done because they just lost that yard of pace, lost whatever, and they didn't have the fitness to keep up with it. Which is amazing really to think that someone overnight can just lose that, that edge. It, it can, it can, it can happen. It's, yeah. it, it happens for many players. It can happen, sometimes it can happen in your late 20s like Wayne Rooney for example was one who was absolutely like a the fittest person. That's why he's such a good player because his fitness level he could drop back, move forward, run here, run there. The problem is, as soon as he lost that in his late twenties at United, 
he never recovered because no. you can't recover that yard of pace once you lose it you lose it yeah and that's it's having that that mental weight i mean it's it's like that vision and it a lot of teams press but what you got to remember when they press they're pulling themselves out of position a lot of the time you've got to find them pockets of space yeah. unlock them aren't you yeah you see these teams do it all the time you look how open liverpool are sometimes going forward they pile pressure on the opposition all the time, yeah. but they leave gaps all over the place. But they've the got teams will kill them. But they've got intelligent players that mm-hmm. can that can slot in different areas. Yeah. Like if you look at their oldie midfield, which is Vignaldum and uh, Jordan Henderson, even though he's not a natural defensive player, he can slot in defence. Yeah. Vignaldum can slot in left back and do a cover job when Alexander Arnold and Robertson race forward. Yeah, well, Milner can drop back at right back. Yeah, that's what he's, he's, played, he's, he's, well. he's played left yeah. back. He, he, the thing is about utility players like that, the ones that can just drop back and move in, we haven't got them. No. Let's, let's be honest, that's been <laughs> our problem for the last two years. Klukas can't defend, not not greatly. He's, he, he's not a defensive player. He can fill in there and hold him midfield role, but he, he doesn't understand that defensive mind. Same with others. That's why I mean, Mikel's coming in and why it's a clever signing. So far, I'd probably say he's the only clever signing that Stoke have made, really. Well, the he, thing is, that what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, obviously, if Blackpool are piling the pressure on, if you've got that experience to just unlock them gaps for in between, you've got to remember the league one side, <laughs> not just getting all of a sudden... And they've lost probably three of the best players this, yeah, this summer as well for nothing as if, well. If you've got that, that tactical awareness of being able to be calm on the ball, move the ball around well enough and start finding these pockets of space, we've got Tyrese Campbell on the pitch who will run past most players. Let's, let's face it, we have got a little bit of pace there. We have uh, got bits of pace, don't get me wrong. We have got some good youth coming through, Tash Nuclear Booth. I think it's got some good play space about it. It's like an interesting. I, I'm, I'm liking Hercule yeah. Roof. I think there's something now we've managed to unlock. But the thing is, is it another. Well, we'll go into transfers later on. But the thing I'm, I'm saying about the Stoke squad at the moment and the way the way they're doing, we, we don't seem to have that nous to unlock. And a good question's come in Stoke targets Arnand, can't say his second name, if he was on the pitch today, today Saturday, would they have won that game? The man who scored 28 goals for them last season. He's going to make a difference since he's scoring goals for fun. <laughs> well, that's what anybody Especially in the second half, there's one way he came in, Danny yeah. Back lost his man, and the centre forward was there. But if that was that Gandhuli, there's a chance. Mm. I tried, so if anyone's judging, tried there, Gandhuli. <laughs> tried my best. <laughs> Going on and. Yeah, that's it. But he, he could have been in that space and got that header and scored. Maybe maybe this sort of negative sort of feedback from fans, including ourselves, of when we sat here and said about managers not getting their first choice and stuff like that. I wouldn't sort of mind too much if, like, it come out in the press that we'd gone for this player who scored twenty eight goals, but he turned us down, or yeah. he didn't, or somebody else had come in bigger, and you go, well, at least we tried to get that best player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that yeah. you sort of get. See other clubs go. Oh, we went for him. Yeah, he's a good player. We went for it. He's. They don't know they not often come. Well, <laughs> it's like, a story. Nah, they come in or, no, but we just we just don't seem to. Yeah, the, 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 see the, these players. The bad at feeding news to the press. That's what the bad at doing it. If they, it's like when we missed out on Vitzel and Pastore and all the other world class players we missed out on Delict and all these mm-hmm. other ones. That De, De, De Jong as well apparently was linked to the one who went to Barcelona when he was a kid. Stoke apparently got him in the academy. The thing is, 
that there's no guarantee that they'd do well at Stoke. I mean, yeah. look at Julian and Goy, he, he got man of the match on Saturday for Eupen in yeah. Belgium, scored a goal in the 13 minutes, created another chance and was absolutely fantastic for them yeah. in that first game. So, you never know, do you? No. These players might come in, not be good, move on and, and do well, we don't know. It's a game of roulette, isn't it, sometimes in football? That's right, okay. so that's, that's the problem. Right, so we'll go to the player ratings. Everyone's favourite thing, apparently. Favourite thing? Right, we'll start with the linesman. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, get him up. Right, we'll start with Adam Davies. For me, I'll go straight in, eight, man of the match. He yeah. was. Kept oh. us in the game and saved the two penalties. Yeah. Which is rare, we don't normally see a save Stoke. penalty. Actually saving penalties. <laughs> he saved a penalty. Yeah. It's incredible. We haven't seen a save penalty since uh, the Chelsea one in the League Cup. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's nice to see, isn't it? The thing um, is with Adam Davies, though, as well, questions come in. Do we actually miss Jack Butland? No, but now's the time. The thing is, the thing with Butland is things have been extremely quiet, haven't they? Yeah, and since the Southampton link, we, yeah. it's all gone quiet. I mean, he, he, there was a, quite a big piece in the, the in the store on Friday about Jack Butland, about how his career's nosedived and how he was such an expensive goalkeeper. And he's now about sixth choice, isn't he? Um, for England. Yeah, um, I'd say he's less than that now. There's some good youngsters that are breaking Yeah, through. I mean, you've got the lad who was at Sheffield United, haven't you, last Yeah, you've season. got Henderson, you've got Pickford, you've got... Pope, Pope, you've got Heaton to yeah. extend at Villa, even though he's got proper injury problems. Um, which I think there's, there's another one who's broken. Oh, ah, him who's got Sheffield United now. Uh, can't remember his name, the one from Stoke. Bournemouth keeper. Aaron Ramsdale. Ramsdale. Because he's from yeah. Round, he's from Chesterton, isn't he? Yeah. He's now in and around it as well. The thing is with Jack Butler he's now. He's 27 as well. The thing yeah. is with Jack Butler, he's got to forget about England now. He's got no chance. Yeah. I he's, mean, there was a piece that Michael O'Neill had said that he. It's not something that had crossed his mind about Jack's sort of where Jack's prospects were and where they are now. If he if he wants to knuckle down, the only way he's going to do it is whether it's whether it's at Stoke or it's somewhere else. The only way he's going to get himself back to the top is by playing the way he was when he first. But the thing is, we aren't missing him. And Davies has since he's come in, Davies has done nothing wrong. He's been brilliant. He had a shaky debut, which was in the cup, from what I remember. He's, but since he's come in, he's been brilliant. I mean, yeah. he saved us yesterday, a couple of matches, and he's been picked for Wales as well. And I can't see who's getting pick, be picked ahead of him, really. They can't keep picking Wayne Hennessy. He doesn't play. It's not a bad thing for Stoke either, because the thing is, Davis was nowhere near the first team six months ago. Yeah. He's then been put in, got a call up for the, uh, the Wales squad. Well, he's been called up a lot because he has backup goalkeeper to Hennessy. I think he'll probably get a nod in one of the games. I really do. I, I, I can't see why not, because Danny Ward at Leicester is third choice at Leicester. Wayne Hennessy's back up at Crystal Palace, and Davis is now a number one. So yeah. Ryan Giggs himself said he wants players who play football. So yeah. the only number one, really, has got to be Adam Davis. Yeah. Because he's playing number one for Stoke now. He's he got man of the match performance on Saturday. You can't really go anywhere else. away from him, can you? And the thing is, that's good for us because Davies' confidence should be at the top now because he was going nowhere at the start of the well, season. Well, he was very rated, But the thing is, what I like about Davies, he is a captain as well. He was captain at Barnsley before he even come Stoke. Yeah. He is, to be honest, I'll, I'll put some credit down. It might be the first time in history, but I'm going to put some credit down to the board. To get a goalkeeper as good as him for nothing, it's a fantastic deal. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely going, nothing about it. That's off to him for that one. It's a fantastic. That maybe we can get another eight bands. <laughs> Could do, yeah. <laughs> we get a marching band now, David. <laughs> right, so yeah, I'll give an eight. What are you what are you going to give him? I'm going to say eight as well. Solid performance, and like you say, it's not really often we see a penalty saved. No, so right, we'll go into yeah, Tommy Smith right back. Yeah, yeah. He just he looked rusty first off. He, he looked like he was struggling with that winger, to yeah. be honest. Because it's like last season. I, I'm, I'm, I think he's a bit of an unsung hero, Tommy Smith, because he's a good player. But I think he struggles with pace. That that's his problem. Mm. When somebody's tricky and got a bit of pace he's on him, the game well though. He does. Because yeah. let's be honest, he's, not, he's got no pace about him. No. But the good thing about him is he does seem to know where to be. Which is always an important part of being it's a something as a footballer player. you need to do if you haven't got pace. You've got to know how to read the game. Yeah. It's like when you're losing pace. When it's like when you see these players who are wingers then move into the middle. If you move into the middle, you've got to read the game well because you've got yeah. a lot of move. I think at times that's Danny Bat's problem. Out of possession. Reading the game. Yeah. I think that's that's. I think from looking at Danny Bat because well we'll go into him after but. I think that's the big problem with Danny Bat. So what we're going to give Tommy Smith, I'll give him a six. Yeah, I was going to say six as well. It's very... Because of the first half display, I can't, I can't yeah. really give him a... He got a clean sheet. He got a clean sheet, so I'll, I'll give him a six. Right, next, Danny Bat. Again, again, the thing is with Danny Bat, I keep saying it, and I keep saying it again, I don't think he reads the game well. I think at the end, if that was a better striker, with that chance where it came across him and he got a free Eddie. That was his fault. He didn't mark his man properly. And he, yeah. let, he let him have that yard, and that yard could lead to a goal. And I can't knock Danny back, because last season he, he probably was our best defender. I wouldn't say he did a great lot wrong, though, yesterday. He didn't do a great lot wrong, but the, the chances they... That, that chance, for me, good striker, that's a goal. And it, even though it's, it's a lack of concentration again, and that's his biggest problem, mm. that... It's not just his positioning sense at times. It's his lack of concentration sometimes where he thinks, oh, it's all all right. Quick ball whips in, his man's gone. Yeah. And it could have cost us. So I'll give him a, I'll give him a six, same as Tommy Smith. Yeah. I think we're going to agree on a lot of these. Um, Chester. James Chester. Uh, didn't do a lot wrong, didn't do a lot brilliant either. I'd, I'd just say steady. Steady performance. Had a chance on goal as well. Yeah. Um, I, 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 he, he looked a bit, a bit. I don't know. He was rusty as well. First off, you could tell he didn't sharp. Yeah. You could tell. You could tell that he hasn't been training. And I don't, to be honest, with, with Stoke, I didn't understand why that deal wasn't done quickly. I don't. I don't understand. If you were getting have him, why wasn't it done when he was on loan? When they could have just mm. said, "Yeah, he's a contract." One of them. All the best. Take care. Just. Turn round, come back. <laughs> All the best. So I did. What we want to keep him, James. <laughs> come, come now, come on. Get off the eight hundred. No, come on, because he, he'd be sharper then. The fact is, because he missed that first couple of weeks of training, because we were iffing about if we wanted him or not. I still stick by it. We shouldn't have signed him. I just think we. I think there's better players out there, either on loan or somebody else we could have got that probably would be a better player than James Chester. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's just. Cheap, don't get, get him in. One of the man in. I think it's a worry because of Shawcross. we just got somebody in. I think the problem is with Shawcross, we've got to get him fit. And if he, if we can't get him fit, then it's, it is probably time for him moving to coaching. But I, I'll give him a five, to be honest. I think he, yeah. he missed that chance. He, he, he didn't look, he didn't look strong, strong at all. No. 
I'll go, I'll go five. Martin Zindi. You're going to say it again, aren't you? Well, I mean, Hamilton for Blackpool destroyed him yeah. at times. Well, he was at left back again, wasn't he? Yeah, well, I was just trying to, but I was just not really. Yeah, I thought you'd thought mention, you'd mention him. Go, it's not a left back, you kick, you kick my arse about that. If you're not a left back, it's not a left back, though, we know. Yeah. <laughs> you said it now. Yeah. Well, he was going to get murdered because that wing, that Hamilton's got real pace. And the fact is, you can't have a centre centre back. I don't know why he, has, he hasn't gone. He's clearly not happy at the club. He, don't get me wrong, he doesn't throw his, his toys out the pram. He doesn't cause mm. major problems. Just gets, just crosses the white but line. He, plays, he just doesn't, doesn't want to be here. No. Simple as that. Because he, he's got a drop, probably worse than Jack Butland has. He's gone from being the first choice centre-back, first man on the pitch yeah. for Holland, to playing in the Championship at left-back for Stoke. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some uh, big questions <laughs> asking his career. <laughs> um, and it could be classed as giving up. <laughs> to, to, to score a penalty then? Well, does that mean to spot luck, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. To, to be fair, to keep. Uh, I'll give him a six. I'll, I'll give him a five. Yeah. He got completely out, overrun, to yeah. be honest. He, he, it's not his fault, like you keep no. saying he ain't a left back, but you can't keep getting overrun yeah. like that. We, we, we're a team What's, what's frustrating is, is, I understand the bit about rotating the squad during the pre season and stuff, but. When all we've done is scream about not having a left back, so you bought a left yeah. back, but then you put him back a left back. Well, that's what I don't understand is that we've been playing a left back in the friendlies, but an actual competition, the League Cup Carabao. Nah, put Indy in. Indy at left back. Well, what about the left back while well, we're resting him? Yeah. Well, for a friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Explain the logic to that. Yeah. If you so, played Indy at left back in a friendly and then put Fox in for yeah, the actual Yeah, why didn't he game? play Indy at left back against Shrewsbury? And then put Fox in it in, yeah. in, in, in an actual in an actual competitive game against yeah. Blackpool. Yeah. So to be honest, Michael O'Neill get a bit of a notch on his score after the. Yeah. But, well, well, that's not his bad post. <laughs> well, <laughs> not getting into that. Yeah. <laughs> James uh, McLean. I thought he had a poor game. Uh, I think. Well, he should have scored that goal. Just he, before he had an absolute city there. Yeah. Um, he, he looks rusty to me. He looks really rusty. Maybe he was just a little bit down hearted that five grand. He he's probably lost five grand, grand and he's gone. Oh, I've got my pockets. Oh, I've missed a chance now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair play to him after a little pat on the back for doing that. Yeah, giving giving Wigan five grand. It's a great thing because they are really struggling yeah, at the moment. And they and they might, aren't they? They've literally lost every single decent player they've got for nothing yeah. as well. So, well, well, like the story about the phone. The fact that someone had wrote to him and said, like, when you smacked him nine while at Tottenham. I, I thought when, when you told me the story, I thought you were going to say, we're going to sign Defoe. <laughs> He's just been released by Rangers, aren't he? Did he have a way to I don't know if he got sure it was five, but they said for every goal he scored, can he donate a grand? It's good to come to it wasn't Suarez and it's Norwich, isn't it? You know, 40 grand. <laughs> you can forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but like you say, I mean, I, I do feel slightly sorry for Wigan fans in that sense because the owners have come in on the pretense that they're going to take over the club and run it, but then pretty much instantly put it into administration. Mm. And you basically just, put it in debt by bringing in players they couldn't afford and then goes, well, sorry, we're going. Yeah, we're off. Liquidation, to all Poor. Poor, yeah. I'm going to give him a five, I am. I'm going to say six. 
just just as Charles showed me up. Because yeah. he's a fan favourite, is that what it is? Trying to, yeah. trying to make me look bad. Sex for his donation. <laughs> we're, not that, we're not about the game. I'm, not, try, I'm trying to find anyone we can go above sex in this game. It's not many. Well, <laughs> uh, Thompson didn't have the best performance against his no. club. Did he? No. Uh, again, like I said before, I don't know where playing. He, he doesn't look comfortable in the middle. He just doesn't look comfortable. Because, he missed the penalty. Yeah, he missed his penalty. But it's not just that. It's... His, his skill is crossing the ball, but he's yeah. too deep in the middle. So yeah. what's he going to do? The, the thing is, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think where you play Jordan yeah. Thompson. Yeah. I don't know where to play him. I've not sat and watched him and thought, that's your position. It's the hardest thing in the world sometimes with some players, because they have great ability, but he hasn't got the pace for your winger, which we tried out last season. Yeah. You can't put him as a defensive player, like a wing-back or whatever, because he can't defend. He can't do the midfield job because he, it's not in his abilities. He might do in the future because, let's be honest, he's only 22, 23 yeah. now, so he's still got time. But he's before, he, 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 for me, it was a big problem. The trouble is, the thing is, you could get away with a not-so-quick winger 20 years ago, a dead ball specialist. Beckham was never blessed with much pace. This is the thing, in the modern day, it's tough to find where... Well, Beckham had something where he could whip it in brilliantly from a deeper position. Dead ball. Well, that's what I mean. He could he could cross from a deeper position, so he yeah. didn't need pace. Because he, he, yeah. he was incredible. It, he just whipped. It's incredible yeah. how he used to put a ball in from a deep winning yeah. position. He used, well, to put, whip he used to like push it perfectly. Brilliant. Yeah. But Jordan Thompson hasn't got that. Let's be honest. He's a good cross of the ball, but he's not that good. <laughs> Let's uh, get some practice in <laughs> Sorry, we playing. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem. I just don't know where I'm playing. I, I, I know it's going to sound harsh, but I didn't give him a four. I, I was going to give him a three, actually. <laughs> I was just going to give him a three because I thought he was the worst player on the pitch. I thought he really struggled. He, he didn't struggle with like pace and and it was just he just did, he isn't the central midfielder, and you could really see it against Blackpool. He struggled. He really struggled. And he's obviously struggling a bit of confidence, missed his penalty. We're probably never going to see him again. No. Maybe he got back on the Blackpool bus. He's probably had to <laughs> drop loading him in. <laughs> Don't see him back. It's only an hour away, come on. <laughs> uh, right, captain, Lucas, like you say. Again, I've not, I've not been impressed with Lucas since he's, since pre season. He didn't get many chances, did he? No. Um, pretty. Bang average, well below average. Yeah, he was, the midfields on, on Saturday was very poor. Yeah, very poor all yeah. the way round. There was no no threat for me coming from the midfield. And Klukas was a big problem. And I'm, I, the, the thing is with Klukas, I'm worried that is Michael O'Neill of these new additions looking at maybe replacing Klukas for John Obi McCall or when Allen's fit, bringing Allen in. Now, if that if that happens and even we improve, then I'm I'm not bothered. Yeah. At the end of the day, I know I love Lucas. I, I love him. I, I love. I really love him. <laughs> He's my favourite player at the moment. But it's it's one of them where, for the good of the team, I'm not too bothered as long as he's got to improve. He's got to improve from yeah. that on Saturday because he he really didn't do much at all. Well, yeah. anything to be honest, no creative passing. He struggled. Yeah, he looks gonna, lucky to be honest. Same as McLean. I'm gonna go with a five. I, think. I, I was gonna go four to be honest because mm. he, he he didn't do anything to be honest. 
Right, Nick Powell again. I, I didn't know whether he was playing golf or football because some of his passes, not one of them made to any, anyone. <laughs> he was poor on yeah. Saturday. He, he was. Well, he was the first game back though as well. Yeah, since his little knock or whatever he's had. Yeah. To, to be fair, yeah, he was, he's coming back from an injury. He's probably going to be less sharp than anyone else. But he was poor. Yeah. Every pass made it to a Blackpool player, which yeah. I think Michael O'Neill had shout at one point, you're playing in red and white. <laughs> I don't know because they're in white as well. Yeah, that's made no sense because yeah. watching it, I was getting confused. That's a bit of a clash. Yeah. Just, Why don't they just wear orange? Yeah. It's pretty easy, <laughs> isn't it? It's different yeah. from red, isn't yeah. it? Best of it is, our away kit is like really dark as well. Yeah, we, we are we are swapping our shit. We're at home. We're going to get a new kit, won't we? I feel like the old days where you borrow a kit. Well, it's like, well, if we remember we played Bournemouth because they had uh, red and white socks, I think it was. We had to. Wear a finger kit. No, I wear a training top and I make yeah. it a fake kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, another one. Well, we have got, we got, got any positives. Well, we have for 18. I'm going to go six. For Nick Powell? Yeah. It's just a six? Was. He just said he passed the, the opposition. It's a bit harsh on Jordan Thompson. At least he passed on the right people. <laughs> yeah. Not much like that, but he passed it to the right <laughs> I gave him a four, same as Klukas. Right, another one who was uh, missing a few chances, uh, Lee Gregory. Two good chances first off. Again, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the problems of Lee Gregory, we all know his problems, he misses too many chances. And the problem is now, he's got got the six, he's got the competition's fierce, hasn't he? Well, I think that's, I think that has probably cemented Fletcher to replace him. Because yeah. he couldn't wait to get Fletcher on. No. You could, you could see him on the bench like that after 18 minutes going, Stephen! <laughs> <laughs> Can I come on now, boss? I'm not If it was up to me, yes, but we don't embarrass the lad. Not in 18 minutes. <laughs> you, you could see, he, he, he misses his chances. This is the problem with Gregory. If he took his chances, he'd be a great striker. He misses too many, that's his yeah. problem. Yeah. And like you say, it's... It's been a never-ending trend with him, hasn't it, now yeah. since he comes. Yeah, since so. he some of the some of the one-on-ones he's missed are pathetic. Yeah. And I know one of them was, I mean, I don't really know what he was doing, to be honest. He, <laughs> he sort of slowed down and goes, tackle me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, I've got a nose, please. <laughs> what are you doing? You're a striking. I know, but... <laughs> yeah. I normally knock him on. <laughs> yeah, just, just really, really... Frustrating from the day one for me. I mean, someone said to me before the end of last season, "Well, he scored. You know, it was a tapping. Mm. He's good at tapping. Yeah. If he if he can't miss, he's great. Yeah. But anyone else can't. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, he's probably good at mini golf. Like, the, the, the thing is, he does get in the right positions, which I'll give him. He, he he's very good at getting the right positions, but then he wastes the chances. I think he was just like that, pericard. Brilliant to get in the right places, but as soon as it hits him, it spong off and hit the bloody yeah. hit the corner flag. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of them, really. One of the nose players when he got the ball. <laughs> for such a player that was so highly rated, he played for Juventus. Well, I'd say about seven times. Yeah, well, they're like running money over. <laughs> <laughs> flips. Know, yeah. Vincent Pericard, get him in. <laughs> scored what? <laughs> Ten goals? No, get him in, get him in. And then he went for Portsmouth and he went, get him in, get him gone. <laughs> get him out. <laughs> right, uh, yeah, well, we've got, got, got rated five. 
I'll give him a three for missing them chances. Level with John Thompson. I'm angry now. He shouldn't have brought up and missed chances. If he hadn't, I would have given him a five. I'm going to say five. So, the phobie. You just copied in Sentinel? No, no. They, they've gone for seven, I think. Seven? Yeah. Seven? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seven? Two chances. <laughs> missed two chances and did nothing. Seven. seven. <laughs> I was just all the ones in I the thought, paper. I thought, I was being harsh. Yeah. You saw the ones in the paper sometimes. You'd be like, uh, I had a great corner. Nine. <laughs> one, one great corner. I remember once uh, on one of the Sentinel ones, I think somebody played nine minutes. And it must have been a replay. He's given me nine. Yeah. Because he See created a chance. <laughs> what a nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, the pitch six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Scored two great goals, five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll give him a... Uh, we'll go there, we've got the last one. Then we've got the subs as well. Oh, I'm not doing the subs. We don't do subs, unless, it's a, unless they've done something. <laughs> which, they didn't. <laughs> which they didn't, so, you know. Maybe I'll, yeah. I just want to get him signed on. He, need, he needs a good couple of goals. Yeah. That's what he needs. He I needs to he... know he fits this system. Like, in, in the second half, there's a chance where we, the ball broke through... He, he out-muscled the defender, passed it beautifully onto James McLean, which he went and sponged it wide of the post. But to be fair to him, he did all right. He had the ball up well, didn't he, at times. And it's something that we've been overly critical with him in the past Yeah, as well. because he's always been soft as, you know, excrement. So it's yeah. what I can see, I didn't swear. Hey, hey. I get a reward for snow. I can reward that. I get a reward for that. What, yellow snow? <laughs> <laughs> see, now just... I know, I've loaded the tone now, I can only apologise. But uh, yeah, he didn't do a lot, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from that, apart from like say when he had Muslim and got that, created that chance, he didn't do a lot. No, he needs game time, doesn't he? And the thing is, it's hard to judge someone who's gone through such a terrible thing. Mm. Plus he's had a long long injury as well. Yeah, um, he, yeah we, he needs a bit more time. The Stoke fans need to leave him alone. I mean, I know I, in the past I've been bad, really bad. But we're <laughs> talking about matters outside of football now. Well, football yeah, that's becomes, what, becomes yeah, irrelevant. He, he's had, a, he's had a, an horrendous time anyway, off the field as well as on. So we have to give him time. We don't. The good thing is there's no fans there. That's the one thing that's good at the moment, especially for Benikafobi. If you could get a couple of goals behind him when the season starts, it might lift him massively. I think Michael O'Neill's assessing him now to see if he can get... Because he's basically taken Campbell's place and become the first-team man now. And yeah. I think this is the position, the, the way he wants to play, with two up front, with the a midfield that I'm not too impressed with, really. I mean, yeah. we need Alan and, and Obi McCallum there as well. I think... This is the problem when we play an attacking midfield rather than a holding midfielder. We do get overrun, and I think that's what happened in the first half because we haven't got pace to get back, and that's the problem. The midfield was poor on Saturday. I'm going to give a phobia five. Yeah, I can't really, I can't really say any other. It, it is they're all dead average performances, aren't they? Yeah, apart from Davies, no yeah. impressed. Yeah, I'll give five. Yeah, I will give a mention to Oakley Booth because he came on and looked quite sprightly. He well, from what, what I gather, Michael O'Neill has been impressing O'Neill in training. Yeah, um, I think we've really got a bit of a star there maybe yeah. in the next couple of years. He looks a good player, Oakley Booth. He seems quite calm for somebody of his age. Doesn't seem to... I, I don't know why he's not getting picked over Thompson. I, is Thompson... He's like secret love child or something like that because it seems he's, yeah. he's, he's getting the team a lot at the moment for no real... 
Nicked his car once, done his so, I don't know, he's either, he's either his favourite lad in the academy at Northern Ireland or he is his secret love child because he, he, he's loving him a lot here. Yeah. Is it, is, it, is it like brotherly love, like uh, purely St. Everton, where they just completely adored and loved each other? Yeah, in some sense it's... Because whenever you see Tony on an interview, you just go, oh, Evers play beautifully. He's a beautiful human being. Yeah, he's, he's wonderful character. Wonderful character. <laughs> Runs up and down that way. Sorry, we went to Brendan Rogers there. We were watching something before. Right, so now we'll go to Michael O'Neill. We'll have to just have a slight little mention for the Sentinel because I love their description of Campbell's substitution. Was it? Immediately gave an attack a different dimension, but he didn't have a chance. <laughs> So he didn't really, did he? So he didn't create a chance or, or score a goal. Yeah. So like, oh, he, he was amazing. He didn't do so, do you tell what that sounds like? Brendan Rogers. Oh, yeah. he made he made a oh, beautiful, beautiful human being. Ch- yeah. Changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> what did he do? Well, he ran at him. <laughs> <laughs> ran at him. Just <laughs> one round. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Love the Sentinel. It's not a diss at the Sentinel. I'm not going to go with the Sentinel, but they yeah. are shit. No, I mean... We had a couple of unused subs, Ince. I, th- I thought Ince might have gone by now, to be honest. I do. Yeah. I'm surprised there's a few that are still here, to be honest. I'm surpri- I'm not surprised that nobody wants Bowie. I'm not surprised that nobody wants Ndai. Hey, not Ndai, sorry, yeah, Vimmy, because nobody wants him. Let's be honest, if you if you went up to Gleek Town and said, do you want Vimmy, they go, no, nah, I'm all right, mate. I don't think I'd employ Well, we know why. He's, he's probably that mark now. He'll struggle to get a club when he's released. Yeah. He really will. So we'll go into the transfer window now and what we think needs to happen and what, from the looks of this first, because this is the first competitive game, so we have to discuss from that point where we think it is. Well, the problem is, you, you look at who's missing. So Fox is going to come in, isn't he, and play a permanent role at yeah. left-back. Fletcher's going to go in for Gregory. Yeah. Um, Campbell's going to be in and out, I think, through the season, isn't he? Allen as well. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Gregory's going to go on the right side. Eh, not Gregory. Campbell's going to go on the right side. I think. But it, I still think there's got to be, there's going to be business. I still. I, I, they're just trying to get a few out the door, aren't they? Yeah. Well, we've got to. And the thing is, with this new twenty-five man rule, you've got to be a certain sort of player as well. I think he does need to look at some younger players to mix well, it in. There's a, a young player on the academy who was on the bench. That young goalkeeper, Nikoyu, is it? Yeah. Well, they call him Blondie, don't they? Because that's his first name. You're getting hard of these names. They are. They are. Is it our age? I don't know. Gwen, 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 Gwen,
he does think that we need a few in. We're probably a bit shorter. What he means is right winger. Because he knows Tom Ince going to do the job. Campbell, I just don't think, is a right winger. I think he can cover it against the slow back line. He could come in and do a decent job. But I think we need a proper right winger now. I think left, we're looking quite strong. Because I think timing can fill in for McLean. Because he's proved he can. Yeah. But we're at that point of the, of the season now where you look at certain positions and think... We've got a lot in that position. And then all of a sudden, two or three go, and then it looks more what it's going to be for the rest of the season. Well, we'll discuss the, the only transfer bit of news we've had this week is in Dye might be leaving for £2 million Yeah. to be sheep to ask. £2 million. £2 million pounds for a player that we spent £15 million pound on. But it, he was barely played 50 games for the club. But would you not just want him gone now? Not for that price. They can have for five million, six million. We're not bloody two. He's sitting rot then. They're just not going to go. They're just not going to go. There's no, well, you'll go at two million. So what's the difference between two and five? That's where Skull should be sitting in there going, no, you can give us five. You can give us five for him. If you're willing to pay his, his wages, five million. Mm. You've got to, the thing is, fair enough that they... All these clubs around Europe and that know that we want to get rid of these players. It's quite obvious we want to shift yeah. them. Because, we, we, I mean, we're telling them to stay away from the training ground, so it's quite obvious that we don't want them here. Yeah. But you still have to be tough. You still can't sit there and go, oh, we'll take a million. I mean, we got rid of Shobby for nothing, basically. Mm. We're still paying on a bit of his wages, from what I mean. Right, uh, no, not, really, not good enough for this, this uh, what's its ability in our leagues. Well, it's it's just the fact of the way it goes. I mean, we talk about transfers, and we need we need to sort the right side out. And what, another thing I want to talk about is how come a team that's been in the Premier League for ten years, fair enough, we spent a bit of money in this first season. We spent sixty million, which is more than we ever spent in one season in the Premier League. We spent sixty million pounds. Fair enough, a lot of it was on garbage, on dross. But how come Brentford are buying Evan Tony, the best player in League League One? by far, won the award this week. He's going Brentford, but we're not even linked. We're getting a 33-year-old Stephen Fletcher on a free yeah. transfer. What's going on at Stoke? I think the thing is, we sit here as fans, seeing all the the off-field problems. Everybody else sees them as well. Might not be in as much detail as we see them. Yeah, exactly, because we know more about Stoke than, say, Brentford, because we're Stoke fans. Brentford fans we yeah. see all the press, we've got so all the fan do, pages. Yeah. And every other Stoke fan... That we haven't got Brentford fan pages up, no. so we don't know what they're doing. No, you speak to... I go work and bump into Stoke fans all the time, and they'll speak to me about their feelings towards maybe the board or the way transfers have been handled and stuff like that. And, and the thing is, we're well aware of it, and so are everybody else. You've got to think that... It wasn't that long ago that Stoke were beating Man United, beating Man City in Europe, in the FA Cup final. It, we were a club known. You could go abroad in a Stoke top. Well, we weren't anyway we because of Stanley Matthews and Neil yeah, Franklin. But even the younger people who didn't, who weren't, they'd still go, oh, Stoke City. You yeah. go to Spain, they'd know exactly who you were. And if you had a name on the back, they'd know the name. Peter Crouch. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, what's his name? He was so Ronnie Dallap. Ronnie Dallap. I don't know why I'm making them all sound like you know Emery. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's uh, like I say. It, it, at the end of the day, we were a, a big hitter. We we were tough to beat. We, we, well, we, we were Stoke. top nine, weren't we? Because of Mark Hughes' faults as a manager, we didn't get in Europe. But 
The thing I don't understand is how we've fallen so hard. This is the thing I don't understand in how the people who've helped this fall have done nothing really. I know this Mark Aldridge has come in and, and to be fair to him, we've we've been getting some good press about him. Apparently he, he knows his stuff. I don't know how they know this because he only had one year at Millwall. But and there's not really much there, to be honest, that was bought by him. No. Except Ryan Woods. And we know he's crap anyway. We don't want him back, do we? So no. the thing I'm struggling to understand is what is our plan? Because I don't want people think we're moaning. But what I, what I want to think is, do we? Do you believe we've got a plan of how we do our business? I think it's, I think there's a plan at the moment to get rid of the rubbish, cut back costs, buy cheap for two three years, and then start looking at it again. That's that's how I see it. Otherwise, every year we wouldn't keep buying Mikel's, Fletcher's, these older players. We wouldn't. We'd be looking at the next Ollie Watkins. We'd be looking at these. Would we though? Would we though? I think, That's, I think you're more likely to once we bounce the. I'd, I'd do, if you asked, I think if you asked our board, he was a good, he was a talented young striker in League One or Two. They wouldn't, they'd go like that. Don't know. There's not enough footballing people at the top, is there? I don't know. It's, it's, this is what I'm talking about. The fact is, that Villa came down, and they spent something like 180 million in two years in the championship. We spent a lot of money. Yeah. We've come down. I've one go at it and gone right. Okay. Fletcher, we'll have him. Yeah. And I'm not having a go at Fletcher. I'm not sitting here saying everything's bad. And I know clubs have times when they're up and then they're out and they're down. But for me, I think in the board, there seems to be this lack of belief that we're a big club. We're a big shark in this league, especially for being in the Premier League for 10 years. Mm. And it seems like we've had one crack at it and gone, no, we're a championship club. Yeah. Just put their hands up like, no, we're a championship yeah. club we are. Right, it was that. And this this is the thing that's worrying me now because I, fair enough, a bit like the only thing I can think looking at this is the plan that we're having, is that because we've got a couple of talented youngsters coming through. The only thing I can say is that I'm wondering, like when Tash, when Oakley Booth came in, I thought I like that. He's a he's a nineteen year old or yeah nineteen year old was around the bench every now and again for Tottenham. His contract was running out, and we thought yeah we'll we'll get him on the cheap, but then. That's the only young player we bring in. We bring Jordan Thompson in, who's, yes, young, but should now be in his peak. Not come from Prem, though, has he? He's not come from the Prem. And sometimes you don't get him from the Prem. But what I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to understand, it's like we missed out on Matt Clark, who now is on loan at Derby again. He's had a second season on loan at Derby. Fantastic young defender and good at breaking the ball forward. We decided, no, he's not worth it. We won't have him. We'll have Danny Batty, who's 31 and yeah. can't read the game brilliantly. We'll, we'll bring him in instead. And uh, the only thing I'm thinking is, right, okay, fair enough. What what he's bringing in is players that can handle this division. Like your Obi McCall's, your Fletcher's, your Bats, your... Well, Stephen Ward somehow got a contract to Ipswich. I don't know how that's happened. But for me, the only plan I can think is that they're bringing in experienced players that can get results whilst that we bleed the youngsters in. Yeah. That's the only thing I can see at the moment. It's the only kind of plan I can see. Mm. But then, if you look at some of these players that are coming in, when the contracts run out, you can, they're going to leave for nothing. They're not going to go anywhere else because they'll be past their age, really. Yeah. If they do, it'll be low level. Well, we, we did this in the Premier League, first five years in the Premier League, when the yeah. Pulis, where we were bringing in players that, yes, had the, had the nous in the, in the character. Yeah, well. they, had, they had the ability for that, for that, for that division, but you're not going to make any money on them. No, no. 
You're going to buy them for a certain fee and then lose them for nothing. Yeah, or next to nothing as well. Yeah. So for me, I want to understand what, what we're trying to do. Like, I could understand we could bring a Fletcher in who, yes, Mark, is an improvement on Gregory. Don't get me wrong, we've got him for nothing. But, you know, when you're looking at Brentford, who are constantly, constantly finding the next big thing. Ben Rama got for 900 grand. Neil Malpey, who they got for, I think, just over a million. Ollie Watkins, who I think they got through their academy or next to nothing as well. They're selling for 30, 40 million, the talkers now. They've put a price tag of 40 million on Ben Rama. Neil Malpey went for 28 million yeah. to Brighton. Big money. It's big money because they're spotting the next big thing. Yeah. And that's the thing that's annoying me is that we're bringing in these old men that, let's be honest, where's it getting us? Yeah. The fact is it's a business. And business sense make means that you have to make money whilst you're moving. Especially when you're in the championship because you don't get the sponsors like the Premier League do. No, no. And, and the thing is... I just think, why is nobody looking at these, even at lower level now? Why is no one looking at these clubs and thinking, well, he's done well? Is he not going to fit into your squad? Well, it's like it's like them two lads at Crew who we've actually been linked to. Can't, can't for the yeah, last we've, we've talked about it on the pod, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, fantastic ago. young little player. He's only, what, 22? Yeah. Lighting the world up, help get Crew promoted. And even that Nathan Collins at Vale. Looks like a really good young talent defender. I think he's 24 now, but he's got games behind him. And he's impressive. And he's a local lad. Apparently he's a Stoke fan as well. So, I don't understand why we just don't go, we are, he's a million, give us him. Yeah. Instead of instead of bringing James Chester in on a free transfer. Mm. A million's not going to destroy us. No, no. So... But it just, you just don't know how bad the books are. Well, that's, that is the problem. Fair enough, we've got players who are on big money, this, that and the other. But it still comes down to what you want. Yeah. At the end of the day, what you want. Because these players are still going to be in two, three years. We, we, we can't keep... Like, there's no rumours of Alan going. Butland's no. nothing concrete's come in. Like Vokes, he spent a fortune on Vokes. He spent Vokes. £9 million on Vokes. He scored, like, nine goals yeah. in a season and a half. So we, we have to be realistic. Yeah, he's going to go for note. Oh, yeah, he'll go for note. Well, he's 32 now, so yeah. the fact is that we've got a squad full of old men. None of them are worth anything. No. So the, the only thing they're going is free. Yeah. We, we're on about selling and die for £2 million when we bought him for 15 Tom Inch, you're talking alone until his contract gets towards yeah. an end. There's no value in that team, no. apart from a couple of kids. Yeah. Collins is probably worth about £15 million, £20 million. Butland. Butland's worth about nine pence in an outcake. So, <laughs> no, it's, it's worth about eight. To, to be honest, I'd say he's worth 15 million. He is a good goalkeeper. I don't think he'll go for 15. No. No, I think it'd be about nine. I think it'd be less than that. I think you're talking six to eight million, are you? I think, I think the only team that's going to take a gamble on him is somebody like a Burnley. Because I know Chelsea are looking at Pope. But the fact is, I can't see Chelsea buying a goalkeeper till that keep a either loans out or gets sold yeah I mean it's a start isn't it I mean is, is, is he even still at the club in Bula no he's gone has he gone yeah, last January he made a permanent move to uh, somewhere Shobby is I don't know some club in Russia Russia uh, we're, we're paying his wages I think for a year and then they take it up well pay, we're paying a part of his wages I buy him an house for him, well it? that's that's what's happened yeah but it's the only way you can get rid of him now because these contracts they just won't leave him no no, I mean, it just seems to be taking forever for get rid of them. Yeah. I mean, well, they've all been be... told this week they've not got a future. 
Vermin Bauer, we've all been told. Yeah, Etebo and Dai. Yeah. He's shit with Etebo, because I think... He's a good player, he is. He's a good player, Etebo. Yeah. He's a very good box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. But with Obi Mikel coming in, I just I can't see him get... To be honest, if, if Alan went, I'd love to see Etebo come back in and replace him. I think he's I think he's got power, pace. He can turn on sixpence. He's great with on the ball. And it, but it come a bit of a surprise to me that that it was his attitude because when they were talking about attitude at the start of the season, you're just thinking Vermeer, Bauer. But then it went Etebo and Dye. I was thinking, well, they started quite well at the start of the season, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, Etebo. I like a lot of stuff that Etebo does. He he is a good player. The problem is, he, from what Michael O'Neill said, is that he's got a problem with his attitude being around the club. But since he's come back, he's been liking like tweets, and I know people shouldn't say, well, it's tweets. But he, he did like like the Uber McCall signing. He, he's, apparently, he, he's, he's trying to make amends or whatever. Yeah. So if he is, there's no, no problem with him coming back. He's a class, class midfielder. He's proved that in the World Cup, didn't he? There's something there. There's something there of ability. You can't sit there and say, no, he's got no ability. It's well, not that big. He's got ability, hasn't he? But it's, I think the problem is, if they think they're too big for the club, he wants them out. Mm. I, I My worry with Ndai is, he's been out on loan now, what, three times? And yeah, all yeah. three clubs have not been willing to take him on full time. Well, Champs on Spore were, but they've been hit by a transfer in Barnum, yeah, so yeah. they can't spend any money. So... That's why he's gone, but it looks like he's getting Besiktas anyway. Even though he came from Turkey and said he doesn't like the setup in Turkey, he's had two loan spells there and it looks like he's on the verge of a third. It doesn't really make a lot of sense what he's saying. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's a strange one. I mean, the thing with Bauer and, and Vermeer, I mean, I, I just get this feeling that they just don't care, even about their own career. No, they don't. Because the reality is, is when they do finally leave, <coughs> There's not, not a club alive getting touch him. No. Nowhere. Bauer might get a sniff somewhere. I don't think he will. He's been out on he's been out on loan spells and like Celtic, he played like five games. I mean, I'd be seriously worried about your career if you can't get in the Celtic side. That's no disrespect to Scottish football. It was a bit of a dig at Celtic that. Well, <laughs> it's a bit of a dig at Scottish football, that yeah. was Well if you can't get in the Scottish side, you might as well give up on football. <laughs> might as well get yourself in Sunday League too. <laughs> Soft down League Town. Or Hamley Town, we yeah. I just to me, if 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 you're struggling getting there, the summit seriously a mess and like I say, the standard of football in Scotland, I'm not, not, not saying it's terrible, but it's a big drop down from ours. A I don't know now. I mean, let's be honest, Stephen Fletcher's first choice was Celtic. But because they wouldn't offer him a two-year deal, well, he ended up people, people used to go up there forget some silverware behind them, didn't they? How many players have gone Celtic over the years for winning a trophy? Like, back end of the career, John Artson went, won the league. It's, it's, it's so much on your CV, isn't it? League champion Scotland. <laughs> Back end of your career, it makes sense. I get it. But end of the day, Bauer's not that old, is he? No, he's, he's about twenty-seven into twenty-eight. Yeah. The the thing is, looking at it, is shifting these players isn't going to be easy. We know that. And if we if we're talking that we can't have a plan till they go, then we've got a couple of years waiting still. Yeah. The the thing is with. We still need a few players this season, though. I, I, I still don't understand why we aren't fully taking advantage of the loan market and getting some talented young players in from Premier League. Premier League, yeah. 
That's that's I think I think it's always been a weapon for clubs who can't spend a lot of money. Well, it's a good weapon to have with the new EFL law, is because if you can only have twenty five players, then if you bring a couple of loan signings in, if they don't tend to work out all the time, or you just want to use them in certain games, they can sit and moan all they want on the bench because they're not staying. Do you know what I mean? If you want somebody to have, maybe you bring someone in and think, well, they'd be good when we're playing every Tuesday for a few weeks or in the cup games or a good sub or whatever. Yeah. If you're bringing someone on with a bit of legs, a bit of pace, you're not going to sit there every week going, well, I just want play. I've had enough. I'm a one tap. Well, you're on loan. You can, you're going at the end. It doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter about a loan as well because if you do have a loan spot, it's like Duffy, we managed to get it gone in January. So there is opportunities where... If it isn't working out, both parties can agree to end the loan deal. Yeah, and they have him back. And then they have him back, so then there's no cost on us and yeah. it's gone. Well, there's no headache either. It's just like, go on then, Charlie. Well, it's like what we're doing at the moment with free transfers, isn't it? Like Stephen Ward was given a one-year deal and then let go at the end of the season. I think Jordan's Cousins has only got one year left on his contract. But the thing is with that, that's like how League One and League Two clubs run. Because they can't afford to give long contracts out. Because if they don't work, it needs such a chain that it cripples them. Yeah, that's what happened to Barry. Because they signed four or five players on two, three-year contracts. Yeah. They didn't work out, and they couldn't shift them, no. so they couldn't replace them, and they yeah. had to play them, or and they just went too much debt because they tried to replace what they had. Yeah, the thing is with us, we really shouldn't be in debt. We've got billionaire owners. Yeah, we've got probably the richest owners in the championship. But well, I suppose from a business perspective. If you're sitting there as um, in charge of finance, you've got to look at it and think, well, we have wasted some serious amount of money here. Somewhere you've got to, you've got to put the brakes on, haven't you, at some point, regardless of the football inside, as well, a business. Can, yeah, but that, that's, it's not just the, the lack of loss. It's the understanding of where, where, where and how you've wasted your money and fix that. Yeah. It's all well and good. It's like Villa this last season. They went to the Premier League and Fulham. They went to the Premier League and spent millions. Spent a hundred odd million pound on five or six players. None of them worked. That like Wesley <laughs> didn't score any goals. That like Chesney wasn't good enough. Villa stayed up on the last day. Yeah, on the last word, day, yeah. Fulham went down and it ended up with Scott Parker as manager, which ended up being a bit of a genius stroke. But the thing is with it that fair enough, we've wasted money, which we have done. And you're always going to get a hangover when you drop down from the Premier League because yeah. you have players that aren't good enough. But for me, you still have to go for it. You still have to be committed. If we won't go in the Premier League, we all know, and I don't want to have a go at the signings that we've made, but we aren't going to go up with free transfers of Nick Powell and Stephen Fletcher. They aren't going to get us in the Premier League. Not no. unless it's a bit of luck. No. But you've got to, you've got to look at like Derby's model. So when they missed out on the, in the playoff final, they had Mason Mount, Harry Wilson. They had a few loan signings, didn't they, that year? About four, I think. Yeah. And they all did really well. And the following year, Rooney come in. And, and it's like, all right, fair enough, Rooney's come in at the back end of his career and looking to coach. But how much money have they made off him turning up? Oh, yeah, they made millions. Every Derby fan must have his shit. Yeah. He's one of the biggest players. It's, it's You see it with other players where they go, oh, we've paid 170 million for him. But we made that in shirt sales in 48 hours. Pogba being one at United. Signing for 100 million, they made 170 million in shirt sales in 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. Because they're all in Europe and everything else. At the end of the day, 
sometimes it's like a, a financial pull with a player. They brought them loan signings that did really well and it's put more money in their pocket for the last couple of years. And well, they were lagging, weren't they, Dorby? Yeah, they went to have a great season. Yeah. Rooney went in and started performing okay at, well, decently, really, for the Championship. I mean, we saw it. We but saw it. We went down uh, Derby and, to be honest, you can you can still see he's still got his, he's still got that reads the game really well. Oh, yeah. He's a central midfielder now. He's, 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 he's still amazing. got that ability of passing the ball. And the thing is, when we look at who we're bringing in, let's be honest, it, Stephen Fletcher, when he signed, you aren't going to see hundreds of Stoke fans outside the ground going, right, I want a shirt with Stephen Fletcher. <laughs> He's going to, I can't wait for that. Big Scottish flag in the way. It's just not going to happen. Because no. to be honest, when we signed him, I was like, oh, fair enough. The thing is, with signings, you, you can still spend money. We've got billionaire owners that can back it. Yeah. And for me, I'm wondering, is John Coates putting money in? Yeah. That's that's the thing I'm worried about. I mean, we've spent no money this season. No. And I know COVID's coming and that's going to be a big effect. But you can at least have a go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, what worries me a bit is, is there's other players. I mean, the thing is with the likes of sort of Ollie Watkins at Brentford saying, well, where, why didn't we see him at the beginning? There's other players that we've talked about. That Eze, who's now gone Crystal Palace. We yeah. saw him two years ago going, he'd be a great striker up front for Stoke. He's quick, he's powerful, he's tall, he's got he's got everything. 18 months later, he's in a Palace shirt for yeah. 20 million. And the thing is, it's not always about having somebody long term. If you have somebody in who's going to score you 20 goals, that could be the, the benchmark for you going up. Or getting right up the top end of the table. Well, that's what it is, yeah. It, and then you move on. Because that's where we are now. It's not like before where we bring a player in and go, oh, we'll name our price because we're in the Prem. It doesn't matter. In the Championship, we could bring a striker in now, scores 20 goals, off the bottom half of the Premier League looking at him. Yeah, Just yeah. like that, because that's how it works. You, you, well, it depends you, on his age, yeah. So yeah. it's because like, 24, 25. If, he, if, he's, if he's under 23... And you've got a player that's like Eze scoring 20 goals a season yeah. and pretty much being a proper, solid, moving centre-forward. Well, he's a cabinet, he plays mm. more midfield. But I think he could play more up further up Well, he probably could, yeah, yeah. there's no, no stopping him. But it's like Ollie Watkins, it's like other ones. This is the thing I'm worried about, is we don't seem to have a model of spotting talent that could be worth something. And every time we do, we don't seem to want to pay the money that he's worth. Mm. The thing is, it's like Brentford, who've gone, right, we'll give you seven million for Tony. He's been brilliant for you for two years at Peterborough, up front, scores goals. We're going to lose probably Ollie Watkins for 30 million, which is why they can afford buying. Yeah. But I know Stoke would look at that and go, oh, seven million pounds, a lot of money. He hasn't played in the championship. Still, Still wouldn't sign him because it's a seven million pound price tag. They wouldn't go for it. No. But they don't mind spending £12 million on a Premier League flop in Tom Ince mm. because he's done okay in the Championship once or twice. Trouble is, though, what, what frightens me at times is sometimes you don't even need to have scouting certificates or nothing. It's like we had the Community Shield this weekend and the headline in the paper was Jürgen Klopp doesn't know what to do with Rian Brewster. Right? Ryan Brewster took a penalty in that final and missed, right? Confidence, yeah. shot. Jürgen's come out publicly saying, I don't know what to do with you. He was at Swansea on loan last season for six months, scored 12 goals. Why is no one at Stoke going, hang on a minute? 
We're not going to be on loan. You well, don't need a coaching badge for that. Well, you just need to open the newspaper Saturday morning and think. Yeah, but it's, not, on, it's not only that. There's there's probably a chance Stoke could get him permanently. He yeah, probably cost exactly. 10, 15 million. You've got so the, lads, that, yeah. the lads under 18. I think he's only 18. Yeah, he scored 12 goals in, in what? Hang on a minute. Well, we didn't play March, April, May. But I know Stoke couldn't take that gamble. No, I know they wouldn't. But he didn't even be a, he didn't even be a scout or a coach to notice that. He opened the new, daily newspaper and go. Well, he joined in January. We were shut down in March. He scored twelve goals that season. Yeah. With what the little bits we played after. Mm. You might like the thing is because he's so young, he probably isn't ready for Liverpool yet. And yeah. we, we probably could get him on loan, but. There'd be a, a fee. Would you have Rian Brewster or Gregory up front? I'd have Rian Brewster over every striker we've got at the club. To, to, <laughs> to, to be honest. <laughs> the thing is, with our strikers, we can sit here to a blue in the face. They've all failed. The fact is, every single one of them's failed. Benny Cophobia with the long term's failed. 15, what, 12 million. Tom Ince. Well, Brewster was a gamble for Swansea. The reality is, it's still a gamble. Because you're bringing him out of like the youth setup. Yeah, but he, he, he didn't know he was, he was a success because he helped him to the championship playoffs. It was a success, but when he first joined, he's he's a gamble. When he first joined, he's a gamble. He's played, I think he played three games for Liverpool at that point. Yeah, he hadn't played much football. He played though. like, in, some of them were like 10 minutes. Yeah. So you're bringing a lad in from, well, like I say, best team in Europe it's currently, aren't they, in a way? Well, but, Bayern, isn't it, well yeah, I suppose. But... <laughs> Over the last couple of years, they've been brilliant. And you're bringing a lad in who, yeah, all right, he's at a big club, but you just don't know. You could come in and do nothing. Mm. That's the reality of it. Well, this is, the, this is the thing that I don't understand now. Like, fair enough, we've got... Because the thing is, the two times we've brought in uh, talented youngsters, they've been brilliant. Ryan Shawcross and Jack Butland yeah. were both young players yeah. that were highly rated that we signed. And we, we dealt with Jack quite well because... We brought him in and instantly sent him Birmingham because Tim Flowers is the goalkeeping coach there and he's well known for being one of the best goalkeeping coaches in the world. Well, we loaned him out a few times, didn't we? Because Foster went there. Foster went there when he was struggling. Well, there's another one who we got rid of of for next to nothing. He's actually been a very good goalkeeper. But he come back better when the United sent him Birmingham for a season. Oh, Watford, wasn't he? Is it Watford? Watford, yeah. yeah. Watford, yeah. yeah. So, as far as Butland was concerned, in a footballing term... We sort of handled him really well. So we sent him there, he come back a different keeper, when and he was ready. Yeah. He was ready, and, and, and that's the thing that's frustrating, because you can't sit there and say, oh, Stoke are terrible from top to bottom, because we have done good things. Shawcross yeah, was a great bit of business. The thing is, they don't learn from it, though. No. This is a thing that frustrates me. Fair enough if we sit here and go, oh, well, we did it three more times and it failed. We didn't do it again until Butland, and that was about four seasons difference. It's like, it's like, well, why aren't we doing it? It's like Damari Gray, where we said, oh, we don't think he's going to be good enough. And fair enough, he's not a complete player, but we cried out for him on the left side. Good enough at Stoke. Nathan Redmond, we were crying out for we could have got him. Yeah. But we ended up letting him go to Southampton because we wanted to bring another midfielder in. The fact is that these good young players have been linked to Stoke, but we won't pay the price. No. And this is the problem because they don't, they're not understanding the long term of football that you can bring a young lad in who's 21. 23, who comes in, doesn't do well, but then the year after does. Neil Malpey, first season at Brentford, scored nine goals. The season after, he scored 28 and got a move to Brighton for 38 million or 28 million. Yeah. 
They made mm. a massive profit from it. Yeah. Stoke can't see it. They're going, oh, just bring people in who can do a job. And they've yeah. been doing this now for yeah. 20 years. You buy someone in for nothing and it doesn't work. You've not lost nothing. That's the reality of it, isn't it? Especially at this level. I know at Premier League, sometimes a lot of clubs are guilty of spending money. I looked at some of the transfers in the Premier League this time. Fair enough, the big clubs, you know the names. Some of the other teams you think, don't know who he is, don't know who he is, that's big money, that's big money. Sometimes it, it happens, you bring people in. The problem is with ours, is like in Bula come in, and he's getting booed off the pitch at his other team. Mm. That's a bad sign. To me, that's alarm bells before you sign him, straight away. Yeah, yeah. I understand that players sometimes have bad times at other clubs to get that, but majority of fans will understand somebody's ability and just go, well, don't work with the manager. Or, do, do you know what I mean? It, the, the thing is, when Bueller, we, we, because he did so well at Marseille, he did terrible at Porto for half a season, but somehow he still spent more than what Porto did, even though they were desperate to get rid of him. Yeah. But this was all because they wouldn't pay the money for their first choice. Yeah. You could have got Vitzel for twenty three million. I'd have paid twenty eight. And that that's what I mean. So it, it's like and that was a cut price from his valuation. Yeah. So the problem is that I'm looking at now, like we are sitting here now in the championship and people are going, Yeah, but we haven't got the money we have in the Premier League, which I hundred percent agree with. But we've got the richest owners in the league. And I'm not saying that that's something that we could throw in because of financial fair play. You can. You can get away with financial fair play quite easy. You get promoted. Yeah. And the only way sometimes you can get promoted is by throwing money at it, getting exactly what you need and going up that league. Yeah. Because that's what they've done. That's what Villa did. They brought Tom Abraham in, who, let's face it, he's too good for the championship. Yeah, he's brilliant for the championship. He's brilliant for for a few clubs in the championship. Yeah, he's too good for that division. And and the thing is, it doesn't matter who they put around him, because they had Grealish, who's quality. Yeah. So they had enough for seeing through. What worried me when we went down is I didn't see a great lot of quality in that side when we went down. No. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you see teams go down and think, well, they've got four or five big hitters. Well, Villa were in a bad way, weren't they, when they went down? They, they had nothing. Like, let's be honest, they were poor because of Paul, Paul Lambert's didn't know how to improve a player. But the problem we're having now is that we're just bringing in players that are cheap and free because they're cheap and free. Yeah and hoping they get us up. There's hope there. And you could say, well, Fletcher scored 12 goals last season. It doesn't matter what he did last season. The band's 33. So you're going to do it for 46 games? No. No, you, you, can't, you can't play him for a long time. And, but the problem is you're bringing another 30-year-old in to replace him, who hasn't got the experience in the Championship, which is Gregory. And then you're looking at it and you're going, we've got a team of old men. Yeah. Because you won't bring young players in. Yeah. You won't sign young lads in the League 1 or League 2. This, if you if you look in the championship, at League One, there was a player who went Hull in uh, same at Madison, not James Madison, Marcus Madison. He was brilliant. So, to be honest, the reason why Hull had a few good results. Yeah. We could have got him. Yeah. For what eight hundred grand a million, mm-hmm. but not even looking at him. So we're mm-hmm. too busy bringing a thirty-year-old in. Yeah. You got to look at when all got Jerry Birmingham. At the end of the day, the money that West Ham paid for him. Probably kept all running for another year. Yeah. As stupid I, as it is, I know we're not in that financial situation, but you just got to think sometimes at this level, it's like if you can get two seasons out of somebody and sell them for big money, you can then look again and again and again. 
And you sit there trying to make a business model, but to me, they're, they're their own downfall at times. Well, you've got to have a transfer model, you've got to find a way. It's like, we're talking about it, yeah, like Hull got Jared Bowen from Hereford United for, I think, nothing. Because um, he only played four times for them, but they, they had a scout who spotted something and said, he's going to be a good player here, let's get yeah. him in. Stoke are though, there's, there's nothing there. We're no. just bringing old men in all the we time. Never, we never hear in the press of our scouting team have spotted somebody in an unusual place, ever. No. You know what I mean? They wouldn't mind if we've seen this lad and he's in Mexico, so he's amazing. He's got to work for yeah, we, we, we never. We're always getting other people's I don't know what rubbish. I was in Mexico. I don't, I don't know what are you about it? Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> some Mexicans are. But it, it's uh, the, the thing is, what I don't understand is that we, fair enough, we did it with Ramadan Shelby and it failed. But I still think there's a good player in him. I just think that he needed time and or you never know. But not all of them are, gonna, are all going to be brilliant. Don't get me wrong. But when they don't cost a great deal. Yeah, for me, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, matter. Like, it's like when we bought Brett Shea and he was three million pounds. Yeah, he was absolute garbage. But it was only three million pounds. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at that price. But when you're spending eighteen and a half million pounds on Janny and Bewley that can't even be bothered to learn Portuguese, which was in the Portuguese press that he can't be bothered to learn the language, and then we bring him in and get and guess what? He couldn't be bothered to learn English. But yeah. you knew that anyway because yeah. it was in the Portuguese press. So I can't be bothered paying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so alarm bells should be ringing. But the thing is, because they got desperate, it was yeah. it's desperation because they don't put any work into how they make actually making the signings. I'd more prefer. I know some fans won't agree with this, but I'd more prefer to not sign him and struggle. I'd rather if we missed out on a first team target go yeah, put a kid in no this is what I mean this is what I don't understand why don't when they go like that don't put a kid in when we miss out on a target ring Liverpool up and go have you got a holding midfielder that we can have on loan young yeah. lad that you're quite impressed with yeah. City have you got a young midfielder that we can have a look at who, who we like and then before you know it, you've got a talented youngster that can sit on the bench and maybe come on and have yeah. an impact Instead of getting desperate and going, get, and Chelsea, it, get him in. And Chelsea, they're always learning people. Yeah, they don't care, do they? They have loan for 10 you, years. You've probably got Jamal, Jamal Blackman, he's had 17 loans, pal. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just gone out again. Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> because, he, well, he won't leave that contract, really, because let's be honest, he's not going to get a good one again. But this is what I'm understanding. It's what I don't understand. There's, there seems to be no logic with us other than, oh, he's, he's done all right, he has in his career, we'll have him, he's got yeah. experience. What's this experience? Fair enough, people sit there and go, oh yeah, it's a good signing, that is. How? The journeyman Fletcher. How is he yeah. a good signing? The journeyman Fletcher's played everywhere. He's, he, Blackburn, Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Swansea, was he as well? I'm not sure. He's been everywhere. He's been everywhere, yeah. Hibernian. Nowhere good. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest. Um, we have to sort of slate him a little bit there. It's not that. It's not about the player himself. Yeah, I, I'm moaning about the no, signings. No, because the reality is Fletcher, he is a goal scorer. And, and it's not that. It's just the fact that, like you say, if you look at Vokes, Gregory, Fletcher, they're all at the twilights of the career. They're all at the end, basically. Yeah. They're all at the end. And somebody said this, Harvey said this the other week. And I, said, I mentioned it to him. And I said, if we go up to the Premier League... Say miraculously we get in the playoffs, finish six, and then somehow yes. win it and go up. 
we've got to spend about 400 million to build a new squad. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to go, oh my God, panic stage, we need a new team. <laughs> because let's be honest, that strike force isn't good enough for this league, never mind the Premier League. No. You can't put Benicophobia in front of us. It's Man United, they're battered. <laughs> You've got Danny Batty, he's not going to oh, cope in the Premier League. James Chester, no chance. And that's because we've got a squad of players that are expendable. Because yeah. we can go, right, get rid, get rid, get rid. And then you realise, oh, wait there, I've only got nine oh. players. Oh, my God. <laughs> John, where's your, where's your checkbook? Yeah. Who's got? starting for Stoke today? We've got Davies in goal. Yeah. <laughs> Come on the wing. <laughs> Timing on the left, isn't it? That's what we've got, three. Three aside. We've got nobody else to play. It's what I mean when you look at it. It's... it's Joe Allen's getting towards 30 now, he's getting, getting a lot. So injuries are starting to nagle in. Ryan Shawcross is not far off 33. You've got James Chester, who's 31 next to him. You've got Danny Bat, who's 30 alongside him. Tommy Smith's now 29. You've got Martin Zindy, who's 30, coming on 31. Yeah. You've got, and, and let's be honest, Fox is 27. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's in his pit. I don't mind Fox. He's got five years, hasn't he? He's got a few years left, did not he? And that's not what I'm, I'm having a go at. These are probably decent signings. I'm not going to sit here and go, Fletcher's an horrendous signing, because he is better than what we've got. He's better than Vokes and he's better than Gregory. I, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree. Definitely so I don't want people sitting here saying that we're slagging off all the signings, this, that and the other. It, that's not what I'm having a go at. What I'm having a go at is we don't seem to have a model to bring in the next big thing. And we haven't ever. Since I've been alive, I can't remember Stoke going out and going... We're bringing the next big thing in. We're bringing this lad in. We're bringing that lad in. It seems to always be cheap. Or we've not signed someone from one of the big academies. Like we, a lot of clubs. Well, I can't remember last time we brought loads of academy players in. I can't remember. Tash Nukley Booth's come in. And I, to be honest, he's the one who's impressed me the most mm. out of the players who aren't in the first team, the regulars. I mean, fair enough, Nick Powell's a good free transfer, but again, he's not far off 30. The thing is, when you look at this side, none of these players that we're bringing in ready for Premier League football... But, no. but they keep saying we want promotion. They keep saying we want promotion, but are bringing a 33-year-old and a 33-year-old in. It. You're not going to do it. You've got to look at the teams that have gone up. You look at like West Brom. They had three or four lads who were straight out of the academy in that side. Yeah, and plus they're bringing in like, first-team players from abroad, Pereira, yeah. and uh, that Niandiang, whatever his name yeah. is. That's what it be. But these were players that were unheard of till they went West Brom, but now they're ripping the league. there was scouting him. Yeah, scouting gone this like can play he's at a higher level. He's a player, Jeff. But Stoke <laughs> have gone, Fletcher scored 14 goals last season. Yeah, he's 33, yeah, but that doesn't matter, he's got experience. Who else do we want? Oh, I mean, McCall's available, he'll come. Yeah, yeah get him in. Yeah, he's, don't get me wrong, he's a good player, but for how long? That's the thing you've got to look at. We've got to replace these players in two years. Yeah. So if we don't go up, what we're going to do start having that negative of every time it gets to me you're not losing one you're losing six yeah. and you've got to bring six in so there's never that team morale thing where yeah, there's never that quality truly yeah. coming in it's sitting there like you look at great sides over the years where like at the end of the season you know have you brought anybody in yeah we bought one in and two left yeah and two one one of them retired and you're going, well, there's not much change in the squad. Yeah, but the, let's be honest. The Nets stayed together. But in two years, how many of these players are going to be retired? Right. John Obi McCall, probably. Fletcher's going to retire. Danny Bat, Shawcross, I think, is on the verge. Yeah. You're talking seven players could retire in two yeah. years. Even eight. 
I mean, Vokes isn't doing anything. He wouldn't surprise no. me if he was on the verge of retirement. Give him some big cues at the golf club. That's as good. <laughs> what he is now. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, we've, we've probably rabbited on a bit too much there, to be honest, about transfers. But it's a very passionate subject. I get very annoyed because we never seem to bring anybody in that makes me go, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's all, that. he's going to be worth millions in the future. Well, is Obi McCallum worth eight, 42 million in a year? We're at £4.20. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good player, though. This is what I mean. I mean, it comes across negative. That's not the problem. The signings aren't the problem. It's the business we're doing that's the problem. You wouldn't mind, like, Fletcher and Mikel coming in if you had four or five, like, fringe players who were all youth players and you think and they're not far off being ready. And you go, well, right, Mikel, 18 months, do what you can do, pushes up the league, and then them kids will be ready. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There's no backup. That's another thing. I'm not so overly... Like, I think Mikel will do a good job. I think Fletcher will do a good job. What worries me is that there is no backup for them. No. When they all go... There'll be more free transfers. Yeah. When you all go, you won't know who's starting. We'll do a 1-11 to for the first game in a couple of years and we get who? Where's he from? Well, we got him for free from... Derry City. Derry City. <laughs> <laughs> who is he? I don't know, he's free. Because <laughs> the, the only reason why... Nobody's moaning, it's because the free transfers. Yeah. Let's be honest, because the free, nobody's going, yeah, for nothing. Yeah. I mean, what is it with Stoke in this mentality? Oh, it's free. Free. <laughs> that's free. not good, though. No. <laughs> that's, that's not no. good. No. <laughs> that's what you've seen, like, I mean, Birmingham City have just signed Lacko from West Brom, one of their brightest young talents that have come through. I think they paid £2 million. A club that's in debt has just <laughs> gone and bought a player for £2 million. And we're bringing free transfers in. You know where we are. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you give us a follow on your podcast platforms. Give us a like if you can. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.